Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hope you're really good. It feels like it's been ages since I spoke to you all because of uh, the interviews that we've I've been doing, but I hope that you've enjoyed them because I think it's just so important for me that you guys completely understand that there's no right way or wrong way. There's no right way to come to mediumship. For some of you, you will have experienced spirit as a child. For some of you, you will just be interested in it. It's something you've always liked. It doesn't mean that you're less relevant than somebody that sees a full-blown effigy on their sixth birthday. And we all have different ways of working and different ideas about what's right, what's wrong, how we should do it. And of course, those ideas evolve and change. And I know last time I spoke to you all, I was um, talking to you about the waiting game and pushing forward, even when you feel that reluctance, even when 
you're not sure where you're going or how it's going to work out, just pushing forward in that. And I wanted to talk today because last night I was teaching my Elevate group. So that's for advancing mediums who really want to put the work in and see results. And we're reaching the end of the 2022 Elevate group and they're getting closer to the Elevate demonstration, which is where they work with a real audience and online, but a real audience and have a go at demonstrating mediumship and of course as everybody starts to realize we've only got one more session left they start to think actually maybe I'm not ready maybe I can't do this I don't want to be a platform medium things like that and that's perfectly normal and perfectly natural and last night spirit set them their task and their task was to do a 20-minute reading and I was popping around the rooms, watching people work, putting them off. You always feel like the bad guy, but that's how it is. And I realised that there is just so much resistance in us all constantly. And I don't think I've met anybody yet who doesn't have an element of resistance in them. And I know that when I first started working with spirit, because all of my teachers were saying surrender, we surrender to work with spirit, that I was thinking there was some sort of special state that I'd get to where there would be an ease and there wouldn't be that resistance and I would feel like I could do anything. And I realise now that that doesn't really exist or certainly doesn't exist for me yet and doesn't exist for any of the mediums that I've interviewed, not fully. Um, And there is something wonderful about that. Because if we accept that we all have it, and it's part of working with spirit, and that voice inside that's going to pipe up and tell you you can't do things is always going to be there, then we can learn to live with it and push forward. So it starts at the beginning where you think, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I've got this ability. And shout out here to some of my mentorship students who I've put on the spot this week um, and just said, come on, let's do it. And they've gone for it and they've had amazing results because they've just gone for it. They've just tried. So it just proves to me again and again that they are there. They are there. And it Communication with them is actually easy. You don't have to wait a set amount of time. I know people that have been told in spiritualist churches, and not just spiritualist churches, in groups as well, that you have to work with spirit, for spirit, for a certain amount of time before you'll get a spirit communication. And that is just not the case. I've had people this week who have never, ever, ever communicated with spirit, bringing through correct evidence. Isn't that amazing? So you have that resistance when you start that you don't believe you can do it. And then once you can do it, you don't believe you can do it again. And then you'll have a really good reading at some point where you'll go, oh my God, I can't believe that I did that. Then the next time you work, you're also resisting your own amazement because you think, well, I won't be able to do that again. And then that becomes the only acceptable standard and you're fannying around in that energy And then you'll get something like I did for my group last night, which was 20 minutes. You will read for 20 minutes. 
And the dialogue that comes up in people, the resistance I can see in their energy when they go, what? That's a long time. I can't do that. And even when you say to them, but if you're communicating with the spirit, there is much more to somebody's life than can ever be filled in 20 minutes. Let's be honest, there's much more than can be filled in a 45 minute reading. So where is that resistance coming from? And where is your, it's you. That's what I want to say. It's you. It's you holding it back. It's you telling yourself you can't do it. It's you forgetting that the spirit world has this infinite energy, this infinite power, this infinite will and want to work with you. So you will still get that voice piping up saying, I can't do 20 minutes. And after five minutes going, no, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're finished. Give up now. Give up now. And so, so much of mediumship is about being comfortable in being uncomfortable and accepting that that is the journey. And I just really wanted to share that with you to start today because... I don't think we think of it like that. I think we all hold on to the idea that it will go. But what if there's just, it's there forever. It's the human. You can't get rid of it. How would you be behaving differently? And how is that voice taking control of you? How is that voice saying, you know, we've got a long time to go. You've only worked for three minutes. You've got another 17 to go. And that's why I think the shamanic journey was so useful for me in the pushing through the barriers, pushing through the fear, pushing through the I can't do this. And it's just really important. So if you're developing your mediumship, I would suggest not just in a mediumistic environment, but generally in your life, you get comfortable with pushing your own limitations. For me, I do it with my very slow, very sporadic running career (laughs) Um, where I will listen to that voice in my head that says, you can't keep going, you can't keep going. The other day, I was shocked to hear it saying, you won't get up that hill when I wasn't even out of breath and my legs weren't aching. It just said it for the sheer hell of it. I was like, thank you very much. So there is that voice always going, always telling you you can't. And if you can conquer it with something non-mediumistic, it will really help you with conquering it in your mediumship. So find something that pushes your buttons. I don't think I'm at the stage where I could hold a spider yet. (laughs) But um, it's just about pushing through, pushing through and keeping going. Does that make sense? I hope so. So questions, more questions. Let's get going. So Katie messaged, messaged back in August and she said, Hi Hannah, I'm a recent loyal follower of your wonderful podcast. The circumstance that led me to you are unfortunate, but I'm so grateful for the connection. Often you encourage us to share our questions and I've got a doozy. As a recent young widow, I am grieving all sorts of bits of my life that I feel absolutely shattered, not least of all, intimacy. Do you have thoughts on this subject? Are people getting down in the afterlife? 
or is it one of the carnal pleasures that keeps us coming back to earth school time and time again? I sure ache for my partner. People say time will fix that, but it took me so long to find that perfect match and I just hate knowing I will never have that again. No one ever brings this up in afterlife talk and I thought perhaps you'd be brave enough to broach the subject. Thank you for sharing your gift. Yeah, I don't mind talking about this. I might be blushing if we were in person, but I can talk about it when it's just my voice. My understanding is that we can reach states in the spirit world of orgasmic pleasure for want of a better expression um yes but equally I what's the word here I think one of the reasons that orgasmic pleasure is such a focus in the physical is because we don't get many moments where we let down our guard when we're in the moment when we're fully present in a pleasured situation so I think it's more of a focus when you're a human than it is when you're a spirit doesn't mean you won't experience things probably much stronger than that but when you're not out of your when you're not in your physical self it doesn't have the same draw because it's just wonderful over there anyway so How do I best explain this? I think because we're in a physical container and there's studies proven, isn't there, that having an orgasm is good for your health. It releases endorphins, something else. Don't correct me, doctors, but you know what I mean. You can Google it yourself. It releases stuff into your body. It's good for releasing tension. It's good for stress. It's good because it feels good. So if you understand that you don't have the physical container that gets the aches, the pains, you don't have the stress, you don't have the worries. Is the physical pleasure as important? I don't think it is. But equally, I think spirit will experience something akin to that without the physicality of it. And that's the best way I can describe it. I hope this makes sense, Katie. So I have no doubt that you and your partner will get it on in the afterlife. And here's a wonderful thought, a bit perhaps like Bella and Edward, I do love a bit of twilight, Um, but when you're in that space where you don't need to sleep and time has no presence, you could probably have the equivalent of a five-day non-stop orgasm. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, but I do think that this is, I keep hearing the expression pleasures of the flesh and I, I think that it's different when you're in spirit because you are not in a flesh body but then of course it's probably better because in that infinite knowing, I mean if we think about spirit and the fact that they don't even have language, you don't have to say not like this, like this, or all oh, that's uncomfortable, or ouch, that hurts, because it's all in the infinite knowing anyway. Hmm. You know how I always talk about uh, valves? I think this is an interesting concept, because sometimes you can receive from spirit only through the valve that you have open if 
if that's the only valve you've got open. And I know I had an, an experience with a particularly hunky angel. I mean, I couldn't even see the whole of him, but I just knew that I really thought he was sexy. And he had a very chiselled jaw. I can remember the jaw. That's about, I was having this trippy ass experience in a circle I was sat in. And then I remember kissing him and then it was just kind of a bit, all, <laughs> a bit fruity for a while. <laughs> and the funny thing was, when we were called back from the meditation, we were supposed to have asked spirit for a message or something. And there was people there going, I got a flower that showed the beauty of blooming. They gave me a drop of sunlight so I might light the way. And I was like, uh, I, I got the horn. And so then I couldn't say that because I felt too embarrassed. And so I said, oh, I got a butterfly for transformation. But I am always truthful. And then I stayed behind to tell the teacher that I actually hadn't had the meditative experience at all. I'd been snogging and grinding against what I think was an angel. <laughs> oh, the shame. I can't believe I'm telling you this. <laughs> anyway, thanks for this question, Katie. I owe you one, really I do. So um, anyway, my teacher didn't bat an eyelid to her credit and just went, oh yes, sometimes it can just be orgasmic, can't it? And I was like, oh, I had to drive home with the air conditioning on in my car because I was all hot and bothered. So I do believe that they understand that energy and I do think that you will experience, I think, something better than you ever experienced on earth. I hope that helps, Katie. And I'm, you know, I know I've made a joke in here, but I'm so sorry for your loss. And I will never say anything as trite as time heals all wounds. But please know that your loved ones in spirit, all of them, are with you all the time even if you're having to sort yourself out oh, I can't believe I just said that <clears throat> oh Katie please stay being a listener and don't get offended by me I have got a really dirty sense of humor which unfortunately with that question um yeah okay <laughs> moving on swiftly before anything else comes out of my mouth that I may regret um now, Marika, I'm really, really sorry, Marika. Um, you emailed in on the 12th of August, so that's two months ago, um, about joining my September teaching group. And I didn't see it because it was in the podcasts and we missed it in the team and it was in my printed off pile when I was just going through them now and went, oh no. So I'm so sorry. Please know that... Um, it's not personal. It wasn't that I didn't want you on the group. But equally, it is a really good question for everybody to listen to. So I'm going to share it. Hi, Hannah. I hope you're doing well. I have a question for you concerning your mediumship courses in September. Shame, shame. During your last podcast, you talk about circles, teacher, mediumship, mentorship and all the benefits and also the problems that come with it. I'm interested to take a course with you. But the problem is maybe it's not a problem. That's what I want your thoughts on. English is not my mother tongue. I'm from Canada and I usually speak French. I can understand English very well, but my speaking is not perfect. 
I was wondering if this could be a blockage if I'm learning evidential mediumship in another tongue than mine. Would I be able to work it anyway or could this be more difficult? I would really like your thoughts on this. Right, Marika. I'm going to be honest here and say I believe that I think it's more difficult, but I am an atypical Brit, which means I speak French very poorly with a really really bad accent and I can pretty much order a beer or some chicken and tell you my name and count to 10. It's shameful. The UK, we are not cutting edge, generally speaking, with languages. I think most Brits will agree with that. So I don't really have this experience because I have, I have, speak one of the languages that is most spoken and have English speaking teachers. So I can only tell you my experience from working with other mediums. Now, if you're doing a spirit link, what you want to do is, is sort of draw your energy away from your mind and send it to the spirit. That is the best way to get the best connection. So if you are then getting information from the spirit and then you're having to convert it in your mind, it is harder because your energy is then going up to your mind which is then having to and you're having to sort of go in and out in and out now I know some very accomplished mediums that can do it in not their uh, mother language and how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They are amazing to me, but I do think it's more challenging at first. So you would have to be patient with yourself and you would have to allow it to be a little slower at the beginning and that you would have to be comfortable with saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand that phrase. I don't ex understand that expression. Um, I can't find the word for it right now. Give me a moment. Now, 
as I was saying at the beginning, there is always something that pulls you out of your power, whether it is a language barrier or it's a sitter that sits there and looks like they've just trodden in dog poop, or whether it's that voice in your mind that says you can't do this, that just suddenly pipes up in the middle of a reading. So we all, to some extent, have to learn to sort of get back into our power. I don't think it's possible to stay in it constantly. I think the job as a medium is to be able to recover quickly when you come in and out of it. It's a bit like when you start meditating, you think it's going to be about going off completely and having an experience, but what it's actually about is going back into the energy as soon as you realise you're back and having less restriction in that. So it's absolutely possible. It will be slightly more challenging for you, but very durable. I know lots and lots of people that do it. And I know um, Karen Huber, who was on the podcast, um, she wants to do a um, demonstration, a German demonstration with me. And her partner is going to, um, oh God, what's the word, where they interpret, they're going to interpret it for me. And that for me is going to be a new experience because I will have to learn to receive the information, speak the information and then wait. So it's going to be stop start. So it's absolutely possible. It will just be slightly more stop start for you. But if you're working with the right group and the right people, then no one will mind waiting for you to find your way. And just be kind to yourself and then it won't be a problem. So apologies again, Marika, and I hope that that makes sense. Let me know if it doesn't. Okay, my next um, email is from Brittany, and I'm not going to read it all out because I don't want um, Brittany to tell me her personal story in here. Uh, hi, Brittany, my lovely. And I don't want to share it in case she doesn't want me to. Um, but what I will say is I'm so glad, Brittany, that you enjoy the uh, podcast. That really does mean a lot to me. Um, but with regard to me offering things for free, teaching for free and things like that, um, I believe in honesty that this podcast, which is free, is... Um, a massive teaching tool for so many people and was part of the reason and my motivation for doing the podcast. So I don't run um, practice groups for people for free or do one-on-one -on -one mentorship for free. I do do a limited number of free readings every year, which you can apply for. 2022 is full, but um, 2023 will start being picked soon and they will be recorded and put on the podcast for you to hear. Um, so it's not that I don't want to help people, but it's also that I have to find the balance. So for me, this podcast is a real labour of love and takes a lot of time, effort, dedication. I get so many inquiries, emails, messages about it. Um, so if I've ever missed you, it's not personal. Um, it's, there's just a lot going on. Um, so at the moment, no, I don't. Um, but there are loads of amazing practice groups uh, run by lovely giving souls um, all over the internet. So I wish you absolute 
luck with finding the one that suits you um, because there's loads and loads out there but that is all I can do at the moment really if I'm completely honest and be partly because when you want to work for spirit and have it as a business you know you have to have the balance within there so I try very very hard with that Okay, then I got a question from somebody who wants to remain anonymous. Um, they've asked me to privately reply to them, but in absolute honesty, I don't have time. So I'm going to give you the bare bones of the story. And person, if you know that you emailed me in August and asked for a private reply, um, because I want to talk about this, it would just be too long and too huge um, for me to reply individually. And I just can't do that. I'm afraid, guys, I just can't. I don't have the time. So let me paraphrase your message. I've been to see a clairvoyant twice now. She was amazing. She got my granddad through and he said to chat to me and the exact thing happened on both occasions. It was really special and everything she said resonated. On both occasions, my granddad predicted my future. He told me things that were going to happen and all of the things came true. However, one thing that was mentioned, uh, something that I didn't ever believe would happen, he mentioned and I was so pleased when I found out that this was available to me that I would be able to do this and have this thing I'm trying to paraphrase here can you tell it's not my smoothest work but we'll work with it anyway fast forward a couple of years feeling really excited really positive loads of great stuff happening but the thing that spirit told me was going to happen hasn't happened am I I feel, I feel silly so then you listened to my podcast number six and I mentioned how mediums don't really tell the future um, and now I'm worried um, and shouldn't tell you about other people's feelings as this is the circumstance. Right now this is exactly the problem anon. So oh where do I begin with this one? Okay now I believe that the spirit world want you to be empowered I believe that the spirit world want you to live your best life. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt in my mind about that whatsoever. But they will always allow you to have free will and choice. Everybody in this universe has free will and choice. And so they're not going to actually be able to tell you somebody else's feelings because somebody else's feelings may change. And sometimes people, you can have people in your life that you really, really love, but you can know that it's time to let them go. I had a friend once who I totally believe was one of my soulmates and I loved her with every molecule of my being, but I also understood when it was time to step back from that relationship. And I had what felt like a broken heart, even though it was a platonic friendship, but I knew that I had to. So it didn't change my feelings, it, 
but I knew what I needed to do for my purpose, for my life, for my future. And this is the problem. And we also need to think about spirit and the intelligence of spirit. So I believe that spirit want you to open up to your best potential. So sometimes they can tell you what you need to hear, not what is actually true. And that is something that sometimes can come up for people. There, there are no guarantees. So it depends on every medium reads differently. And even in your unparaphrased un, un version of the email you've sent, you've not actually told me what they said or what you thought was going to happen. So I'm working with a bit of guesswork here but what I feel is they probably told you that you were going to end up in a relationship with somebody and that hasn't happened and now what's happened is you got your hopes up because they told you that was a possibility and now your hopes have been dashed and this is why I have a real what's the word I want to use I really get on my soapbox about mediums knowing when they're working psychically and when they're working evidentially and with your loved ones in the spirit world because I don't believe the spirit world would have given you that message because there's too many variables there there's too many um they might have changed their minds they might go on their own journey they might choose to go with somebody else even though it's the wrong choice for them then there's so many variables there that are choice we don't have this predestined path. We choose our path. We choose our experience. We choose our journey. And so if we understand that, then they're not going to tell you that that's going to happen. They could tell you that you are going to meet somebody and that you can open up to love, but they're not going to tell you who with because you've got to find it. It's got to be your journey. They're not just there to spoon feed you every single step of the way because then you wouldn't be having a human experience you'd just be following a set of instructions so I think what happened was that medium slipped into psychic they could feel your need and that question in you and so then they tried to fulfill it and they tried to answer it so what I want to say is I know you're disappointed but did they actually do you a bad thing now, I know you want that particular thing they've offered you, but you've said in your message that your confidence has grown, you feel good, you're manifesting, you're moving forward. That is brilliant. And that is the sign of a good reading to me where you feel like you can reach for the stars. So you may not have got the particular star that you wanted. It doesn't mean that you won't be happy. It's just you've got your heart set on one outcome. So this is something when we work with manifesting all the time, rather than saying to spirit, I'm on that one, like the guy in Little Britain, you have to say, I want something that fulfills these elements, but be open to the solution that the spirit world bring. I hope that that makes sense. I've really tried very hard uh, not to give away too much, but still answer you. So that could have just been gobbledygook. Um, and if it was, I apologise. But... Yeah, there we go. Right, one more question, and I've reached the dizzy heights of September now. Um, Finn has messaged, Hey Hannah, just been catching up on your podcast, they're great. Just wondered if a sitter requests someone from Spirit they would like to hear from, do they always come through? And if not, why do you think not? So, generally speaking, 
if they ask for somebody, they come through. But on occasion, very rare occasion, they don't. Um, and it's always absolutely fascinating. Now, as um, you guys who listen regularly will know, I've been experimenting with saying to people who book a reading, who do you want to hear from? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Some people are really up for it and they'll just go, I want to hear from my dad. Cheers very much. And then other people will go, well, shouldn't you tell me? And then be really disappointed when I get their grandma and they wanted to hear from their sister. And you're like, well, I asked you who you wanted to hear from. So I think there's so many different elements to who steps forward. I think it's fulfilling a need in the sitter. I think it's whether the sitter is ready to hear from that particular person. I think sometimes the people we think we want to hear from, it would just be too painful. It would be too upsetting. And so they will give us somebody else from spirit. It will still be evidential, um, but it might not be who you expect. And this often happens in demonstrations, in audience things. You can see people being like, well, that does work, but that's not who I wanted to hear from. But if you're in an environment where there's a hundred other people in a room, they're not going to crack you open with that absolute pain and sorrow and your loss out there for everybody to see unless it fulfills the need in you for healing and it's desperate times and they've got to. So there's so so many elements like that there. Um, I don't think that there is anyone who's not with you. So if, for example, you, Finn, had 10 people in spirit, they would all be with you. They're omnipresent. They don't have to choose. They'll be with you. They'll be with everybody else. They're there all the time. But my ability as a medium can also come into play here because we've got to be as open as possible. And sometimes bigger personalities I seem to find more easily than soft and gentle people. Um, I find that with some people, especially when they're starting at the beginning, it's easier because they're more open to bringing in a grandparent than it is to sit with somebody who's 28 and is a widow. It's it's hard to move past that bit of your brain that is always judging, always calculating. So if someone young sits down in front of you, it's easier to say you've got a grandma in the spirit world than it is to say you've got a child in the spirit world or a husband in the spirit world, just because of your own restrictions in your brain and your understanding. So you're trying to open those valves all the time. And I'm not saying I get that right all the time because it's hard. So there's that. There's, yeah, like I said, people being ready to hear from that person, people being open to hear from that person and I think sometimes people just saying what they really want why again do we have so much trouble just saying I want to hear from this person please accepting that they might not be able to come through for whatever reason but just saying it because that's a manifestation and if we look at the sitter medium spirit triangle that I'm always banging on about then if your sitter's sitting there almost testing the spirit world, saying, well, you tell me, or testing you, then maybe they're not creating the open space, and I'm not fully blaming them before everyone gets all angry and starts emailing me, but it's something to think about, isn't it? If you want it, are they trying to teach you to say what you want? Are they trying to teach you as a sitter to have control in the demand of who you ask for? 
But in the people that do ask for who they want and request them, I think current, like this year, I think I'm at 100%. I don't think there's been anybody that I haven't been able to get through yet. But I know that that's a possibility and it's happened before. So I'm not um, as gung-ho to think I've got this in the bag <laughs> because it doesn't work like that. So, yeah, I think lots of reasons. Um, the sitter not being ready, the medium not being open. Um, I know when I, I worked with um, somebody once, they'll know who they are because I know they listen to this podcast, but they wanted to get hold of their husband their mum came forward first, their mum was a bigger personality, a um, bit pushier, a bit louder, their husband was very chilled and laid back, um, he knew I would make it to him eventually, but there's also something to be said, I think sometimes we get certain personalities in first to open our valves and to create an energetic space for the next the next. Uh, spirit to come through so there's just so many aspects of it that all play a part I hope that has answered your question and let me know if it hasn't and I'll get back to you in the new year <laughs> so a real mixed bag of questions as always if you've got one if this has brought a question up for you please do email in and I just want to say something that I said on my spirit guide workshop on Saturday and I know it really resonated uh, with one of the attendees but we think we shouldn't ask questions in groups in learning situations emailing into my podcast because we feel like we're going to take up somebody's time or somebody's space but I hope that this podcast shows you that we're all working collaboratively and so your question may answer somebody else's question. And equally, your question might create more questions that we need to ask to open our valves up to get that information. So it all serves a purpose. So don't hold back. Podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. But please bear in mind, I think there's about 30 questions in the queue at the moment. And I will get through them as quickly as I can. So there we go. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and have a wonderful day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.